Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the reaction episode, Minnesota game. Oh, <laughs> oh before we get into it, before we get into it, let's, uh, let's do the housekeeping, guys, because <laughs> this was, oh, this was great. This was great. Okay, so just so you guys know, the big game, pregame. Each week, the reaction episode each week will be on YouTube at the Michigan Maniac Podcast uh, YouTube channel. Uh, guys, also go to Twitter, uh, Instagram, the Facebook fan page, all under the same name, Michigan Maniacs Podcast. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, like and review. Please help get this out. Tell your friends. Uh Let's get this really going because, as you know, I am one of the very few Michigan podcasters that was very, very clear about my opinion that Michigan was going to win today. Uh, there was no doubt in my mind, right? Most of them, some of the big boys, didn't think so. So, also, uh, if, to all of you who did the uh, Instagram live feed with me, Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think we're going to be doing those for every big game. And then on the smaller games, we'll just do a Instagram live uh, halftime check-in. Okay? Uh, it's I have really had a great time. I really, really had a great time today. Um, we've got some new stickers and things coming out. Uh, I, I got all the logos and stuff I've worked on them myself. I got them done. They're looking good. They're looking to my satisfaction, so I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so I guess let's get into that, right? Let's get into the game. Uh, <laughs> what more What more do we have to say? But this was one of the better, the better first games that Michigan, the first game of the season that Michigan's played, right? Outside of 2016, or in the Harbaugh era, anyways. 2016 was a great one. 2017, great one because we beat up on Florida. Um, but outside of that, all the other ones were kind of rugged. Getting started, or we lost. So to really stick it <laughs> to the cult leader himself, boy, what a fantastic... Fantastic! What a fantastic, what a fantastic game! Oh my God! All of you guys in Minneapolis, guys, beware! Keep your grandmothers inside. Put your dogs inside tonight, because there's a maniac running loose, and his name is PJ Fleck. And if you don't row the boat, he's gonna punch your grandmother in the throat, and he's gonna kick your dog, <laughs> and he's out for blood tonight. Uh, there's a tweet. That uh, a buddy, Brad G, on Twitter uh, retweeted for me. And it was just uh, the cult leader, uh, BJ Fleck. Or BJ, PJ Fleck at the mic. Uh, say, well, the block punt was great. <laughs> God, what a loser. He's such a dick face. I mean, during, it, during that, if you guys watch the game, uh, the instant replay booth. Thing where the, the refs were checking out to see if it was a touchdown or not, and he's like standing there like he's going to intimidate them. It's just, 
he's so extra, it's not even funny. Like, he really looks like, this is what he looks like, if he has a daughter. He looks like the guy who gets beat up by his bo- by his daughter's boyfriends. That's what that's what PJ Fleck looks like. He's a oh, so glad we beat him. I mean, yeah. At first, it, it, we had some some iffy moments, right? We had the block punt, not great. Um, but then, really, that was about it. Now let's go over it, okay? There are some obvious bright spots, and that's Joe Milton. Are, are we not in love with this guy now? I mean, we should be 100% completely in love with this kid. A big, big game, right? Big game, on the road, first start, and he handled himself like a man. Like a straight-up man who's going to get us over that hump against Ohio State. That's what Joe Milton did. I've called him the the culture changer. I've called him the set, the, the he's going to set our tone. He's the Deshaun Watson of our Michigan program. I'm telling you that right now, guys. Um, yeah, but you, the numbers won't won't tell you how great it was, right? I mean, it was still pretty good. 15 for 22, 200, 225 yards passing, one touchdown. And then he had eight carries for 52 yards and one touchdown. Pretty fucking fantastic. But the thing that I loved about it was his grasp of the offense, how confident he was in in that offense, behind center, he he just was like a field general out there. And I loved every second of it. Loved every second of that. Um, big plays. Another another bright spot. Big plays. Uh, lucky bounces. Everything we got, we got big plays today. Uh, obviously, Charbonnet must have been hurt last season because he was... Much slower last season. This He looked like he shot out of a rocket on that 70-yard touchdown run. Great blocking. Love to see uh, Filiaga just manhandling people in the middle. Stuber uh, had kind of a rough game in my opinion, but overall not bad. Jalen Mayfield, obviously solid. Uh, Hayes probably needs to, to really uh, improve a little bit more, but still uh, great. I mean, they were going against... So I, what looked like a pretty fast Minnesota defensive line, I was actually kind of shocked. I was willing to write them off, but I guess they have some talent. Um, but Minnesota had zero, literally zero idea on how to stop this offense, how to stop anything that we were doing tonight. And Gaddis called one of the best games, <laughs> I, well, in his short career as offensive coordinator for us masterful so i guess after seeing uh, a 49 to 24 win and then maryland only scoring three points against northwestern i guess we really see who was the best uh coordinator for alabama al loxley and gaddis we definitely got the right one on that um but yeah i mean it's funny because you had haskins huge play uh Really just looking like he's reading the holes better. Got that field vision a little bit uh, better in tune, a little bit more focused. Charbonnet, come on. Uh, But it's what really impressed me, right? What really, really impressed me, and I don't have the numbers because the numbers weren't impressive, but what was impressive is that they're making plays. Was Roman Wilson out there making plays, right? Right off the bat. Henny 
making plays right off the bat. Corum making plays right off the bat. Makari Page playing the majority of the of the game, actually, because I, I don't know what happened to Daxon Hill. That worries me, so I hope he's fine. I hope there's nothing really bad, with, nothing going on with him that we need to worry about. But Makari Page out there playing. And how about the cornerbacks? Yeah, there, there were some faults. The defense, uh, they, need to, they need to stiffen up. They need to, I mean, we, we gave Ibrahim. We gave now listen, I didn't think Minnesota had a running game, to be quite honest with you. I did not give credit to Ibrahim at all. I thought he was a joke. I, yeah, I saw what he did in 2018. I gave him no credit, no mind. But the kid can run. He can run, he's a powerful back, and he got 140 yards off of 26 carries. The kid came to play today with two touchdowns. That's one hell of a day. One, 140 yards, yeah, 26 carries. Um, and then even Bateman. I'm still sticking with that Bateman's going to be Alvin Harper, right? I just am. I'm going to stick with it. Nine catches for 101 and no touchdowns. That's the quietest That's the quietest 100-yard game I've ever heard of and I, that I even witnessed. And then we put so much pressure on Morgan. Just like I said, the key to this game was making Morgan uncomfortable. And that's what we did. Our D-tackles did it. Our, our defensive line was fantastic. I mean, the chubby-faced assassin, Carlo Kemp, blown up plays right at the beginning of the game. Uh, we had, well, Jeter being in the backfield when... Um, uh, Barrett destroyed Morgan for that touchdown. And, I mean, what can we say about <laughs> Barrett? Michael Barrett's a beast. A beast. He is the abs- He was the absolute MVP of the first half. Absolute MVP of the first half. Throwing up on the sideline. Gets the kickoff return. Runs it 66 yards. <laughs> what? He, he blitzes. Hits the quarterback. Leads to a touchdown. I mean, he stops big plays from developing. He's doing everything you need a Viper to be. He is as if you were to meld uh, Jabril Peppers with uh, Hudson. That's what we have right now. Now, granted, it's a small sample size. I get it. But let's enjoy this for a second, right? Why do we have to be so level-headed all the time? Let's enjoy this. Let's get a little frisky, right? Because next week, is go- we're going to thump. Little brother, we're going to kick little brother's ass. Uh, but you know what I mean? Let's, he is, he, to me, after this one game, he really, really reminds me of a perfect combination of Jabril Peppers and Hudson. He's got the speed. He's got the aggression. He's, he makes big plays on special teams. He's, he can cover. I, there's so much about this Michael Barrett that I love, and I can see why the coach speak was so high about this kid. I mean, flatline that shit right into my veins. I love coach speak. This is the first time that the off-season coach speak actually was true. And, I mean, I can't get enough of that. Tie me up with the rubber hose and let's down. I mean, let's just get me high as a kite. Love coach speak. Um, fantastic. So, I mean, I loved every second of this game today. I did. I loved it. Um, I mean, even, I mean, so the big three, right? They have the big three. Well, I'll give them the three. Morgan, Ibrahim, and Bateman. I mean, Morgan, eight for thir- 18 for 31. Oh, I thought he was so, oh, but he's so good. He's so, he's so precise, and he's so this, and he's so that. Amazing when you actually go up against a real team. 
what can happen to you when you... And by the way, can we say something? Is Morgan the single white female of that team? Because is he purposely trying to look like his, his cult leading coach? Is that what being a part of the PJ Fleck family is all about? Is that you end up, after you drink the Kool-Aid, you end up looking like PJ Fleck? Are you kidding me? That was the that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They seem to be they both had hair when they both got to the program. Now they're both bald as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. This is some crazy weird shit, I'll be honest with you. Uh more to come later, I would assume. Uh if they start buying matching tracksuits, watch out because <laughs> there's there's going to be a problem. I would say beware for uh UFOs. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know what else to say. This has been, this was a fantastic, fantastic game. This sets up everything so well for the rest of the season. This is the absolute game we needed for the season we have, right? Because now, I mean, look at what the rest of the Big Ten did today. And just uh, who we have coming up next. Indiana. Uh, why are we scared of Indiana? They, they... Had to cheat because let's face it, the ball was out. It was out of bounds. Indiana won. Still, that helps us. That's fine. I don't care. It beat Penn State. Penn State was down a bunch of their own players. Okay. Um, Penn State fucked that up. The cheerleader, uh, Franklin, fucked up on the play. Well, that was more of the running back, but still, the, the defense should have held in the last minute. Um, things are set up now. We, we get to play Michigan State. <laughs> How bad is Michigan State? Like, how bad are they? They they lost to Rutgers. Rutgers. I mean, 38-27 to 27 with seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Oh, little brother. How you entertain me. You guys are the worst. Just the worst football team. Even Rutgers laughs at you now. Oh. Uh, I, I'm just super excited about the season right now. I mean, everything's set up. We're gonna, we're gonna, we are gonna molly whop uh, Michigan State, right? Ooh, I keep clicking that. Uh, then we're gonna go into Indiana and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna backslap those dudes. We're gonna go three and zero going into uh, Wisconsin. Now that's gonna be a tough game. Mertz looks like he's for real. Um, granted. Going 20 for 21 um, with five touchdowns uh, against Illinois isn't uh, amazing, but still for your first game, it's impressive, right? I mean, it's a big college football game. I mean, I guess if you consider Indy, uh, Illinois as a big college football game. But, I mean, they haven't seen anything like us. This offense Michigan has is lethal. There's so many people. Who are you going to stop? And the best part of everything that I saw tonight was the they you they're interchangeable. You just keep bringing them in. So fresh player after fresh player, and that's going to help us so much when it comes to the defense. Wellshop was in there a ton. Jeter was in there a ton. Luigi Villain was in there a ton. I mean, you've got Chris Hinton. You got the whole thing just. Just constantly coming down on you. And you can see it. It finally broke Minnesota in the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter. Because Quiddy Pay finally just started teeing off on that Minnesota offensive line. 
I mean, teeing off. I mean, he. I mean, Pay had four tackles, all solo, two sacks, and three three tackles for loss. Pretty impressive. Okay, uh, Aiden Hutchinson was held a lot. To be quite honest with you, had a, had a pretty good game. Um, the chubby face assassin. I mean, just with how many talented players we have, I think this, if you have to say one thing about COVID, the one good thing you have to say about it is, I mean, weird to say that, but is that it has forced Jim Harbaugh to get away from this, well, he's an upperclassman, he must play thing. Everybody has to play this season. Everybody has to be involved because you never know who's going to catch COVID and then therefore be out for 21 days, right? So everybody has to have game time. And when you do that and when you prepare that way and you put them out in the game like that, it just creates this wave that just keeps hitting other teams who aren't as deep as us. And finally, in the in the moment, the, the game-clinching moments, that's when our stars are stars, right? Like Quiddy Pay made two sacks almost what back to back phenomenal plays right uh very very impressed with how our defense well our defense i'm impressed how they played like the cornerbacks in general they held up right uh if, if you were to listen to everybody talk about bateman you would have thought he would have had 150 yards receiving uh 10 you know like 15 receptions four touchdowns and to only really hold him on to 101 yards receiving off of nine. It's still a big game for him, but still no touchdowns. Uh, we kind of held him in general, kind of in check for what everybody thinks he's going to be. I think he's Alvin Harper, but still. Um, you know, Vincent Gray, he probably had the worst out of the, the worst game out of the two because I you can make a case that Jamon Green had a great game. Right, he really he, every time there was a, a kind of a stop or something important going on, Jamon Green was there. Now, granted that Autumn Bell or whatever a Trim Bell or whatever that kid's name is, the the other guy on the Wisconsin on the on the Minnesota team, um, caught that one that one pass was forty five yards. Okay, oh, it's one play, big deal. But overall, I think Green had a much better game. Hopkins, uh. <laughs> Hopkins the great, um, no Hopkins. What am I talking about? Hopkins. Jesus Christ, I'm tired. Sorry guys, it is like almost eleven thirty right now, so I'm kind of beat. Um, anyway, uh, so great game by the cornerbacks. Stuff needs to be worked on. Linebackers need to be a little bit more crisp. Meaning, uh, Ross was kind of out of line in a few, out of position in a few places. Uh. McGrone, same thing when it comes to the slants and falling back into coverage. But that's something that can be worked on. Cornerbacks obviously need to get better, right? But still, that's something to work on. This is a big game. They came to play. They made plays when they needed to. They bend, but they didn't break. It was a very impressive first game. For, like Now, if they had this kind of game against, say, like, uh, I don't know, Marshall or, or Texas State, which uh, BYU played. Then maybe there'd be more uh, concern, right? But because it was against Minnesota, and they actually have some talent, I'll give them that, um, to be able to come through with this kind of performance, I'm very happy about. Now, I'm, I'm wondering about Daxton Hill. I haven't seen anything yet to say if he's hurt or if he's not or why he didn't play in the second half or what's going on. But I, I hope it's nothing big because that, that kind of scares me. But he looked like he he's set. He really looks set to have a great season. 
I just, I, I, I'm just so impressed with this offense. Oh my god! And then just the team in general. Doesn't it feel like that team? It seemed happier. They seemed happier. Maybe it's me. I don't know, but they seemed happier than from last year. Last year, it seemed like they always had a weight on them. Like they're just like, Ugh. this year they seem they seem happier, even from the get. Because last season's team would have turtled their head into their shell, and after that fake after that block punt, and we would have lost to Minnesota today. Now, sure, no fans or whatever, and that probably helped us quite a bit to get out of that rut or not be so scared or, you know, not turtle. But still, I think the the, the focus, the mental toughness is, is starting to show through a bit. And when you have a leader like Joe Milton that everybody seems to love, um, I, I think that's the difference. I really do. I think it's phenomenal. I, I, I There's not, I can't say more uh, how happy I am about everything that went on tonight I mean the notes are slim because what are you going to say it was a fantastic drumming and we just whipped their ass it was awesome and when finally when the defense needed to make plays they made the plays <laughs> like yeah of course I don't want to see that kind of gameplay against Ohio State Wisconsin or even Penn State no I don't want to see that but I love what our offense is doing, and I'll put our offense against anyone in the Big Ten right now, and that goes for Ohio State. Let's do this. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know what's up with Nordine, why Moody was in there and just missing everything possible. I mean, what it should have been fifty-eight to twenty-four. I mean, we left nine points on the, nine points out on the field tonight because of Moody. I mean, let's get Nordine in. Did Nordine do something else wrong? I mean, what what did he do to piss off uh, Harbaugh this time? Because, I mean, let's face it. After one miss, okay, maybe you let it go. But after the second, why isn't Nordine even in there? You know, I mean, he's got the strongest leg. He was the strongest one towards the end of the season. I guess they said Moody beat him out in a kicking contest, but I don't... What were they, blindfold kicking? I, I did. Was there no... Goal posts in the kicking game that they were doing. And if, if Moody beat out Nordine, maybe Nordine really isn't doing well. I don't know. I, I want to think that Nordine's a better choice. But if Moody was our best option, holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. That we may be in trouble with the field goal kicking. Which scares me because then when you get into the tougher games... Like the Wisconsin's, you can't afford to miss field goals. Like in 2016, we won 14 to seven, but I think we missed three field goals in that game. You know, we won easier. I mean, we should have won easier than what it was, and that's the thing. We can't afford to do that this season because you never know. Every, I mean, every point counts every season, every season, every game, right? But this one really means a lot because you don't know what the next week has, right? You don't know who may test positive or whatever. So you got to get all the points you can and make the impressions you can make um, while you while you have a healthy team. Um, I don't know, man. It was great to beat the cult leader, uh, to row, row, the, row that boat. They just row, row, row their boat right out of the top 25. It was fucking fantastic. We took their boat oar and beat them among the, the about the face and head and all over their body. We whipped their ass. It was so good to see. It was so good to just enjoy a first game of the season without 
worrying or why is he not throwing it oh oh look at the fumbles this that, and the other and there were some fumbles there were some miscues but look at that we actually had luck and they popped right into the hands of michael barrett or somebody else was right there to pick up the fumble who was on our team not the other team and it didn't ruin drives you know i mean it could have really gone bad with uh bench mason driving that kid into the into the offside you know into the sidelines and planting him like he's a flower and fucking up that drive and then the next then that next play or uh the punt there is blocked through two plays later minnesota scores a touchdown last season's team like i said falls apart and we lose that game this season's team's different like i said no no fans it's just playing in the park and when you're just playing in the park without any fans the team with the most talent usually wins. And we are the team with the most talent with, every, I would say, any every team in the Big Ten except Ohio State. And we're close. So you add that mental focus in an empty, in an empty horseshoe and we have equal or barely less talent, I think we got, a, we got a real chance to win that game this year. So, guys, we're on the right track. I can't wait to see what we're doing. This is awesome. Um, guys, uh, before we close out, remember, please tell your friends about this episode. Or tell your friends just not about this episode. Tell them about this podcast. I mean, let's face it, guys. All you Do you want, all, you want to listen to all that garbage uh, Michigan podcasts? You know, like Michigan. First of all, Michigan podcast is awful. The host himself is is scared. He's like a cuck. You know what I mean? He really, he's he is so beat down by what the the Wolverines have done. He can't even pick us to win. How sad is that? Like when? How sad is that? You're a, you're supposed to be a Michigan podcast, and you are so beat down in life by what they've done. You can't pick us to win. And you expect us to feel sorry for you? Is that what you're Anyways, guys, please. Let's let's blow these guys out of the water, right? These guys are all taken care of by Sports Illustrated, USA Today, Locked On, 24-7. I mean, you name it, they're all taken care of. I'm an independent. I'm busting my butt out here trying to do some stuff. And speaking of that, uh, YouTube, okay? Go and, and subscribe. Be a follow there on YouTube. You're going to get the big game pregame every week. And the reaction episode every week on YouTube. Um, I'm also going to put my hot takes on there when I have some. Also, uh, go to IG, uh, also Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook fan page, uh, Twitter, and I think that's it, yeah. And Michigan Maniac Podcast, like and subscribe there. Also, guys, review, rate and review. If you don't want to review it, fine, just rate it. At Apple, at Apple Podcasts, um, you go to Spotify, uh, share with people on Spotify. Just let them know because then that gets me seen more. And tell your friends. I mean, let's. I want to get back to what COVID took from me with the listenership, and I also want to be the number one podcast for Michigan football. I want to beat them all, and I can only do that through your guys' help. I'm going to do the best I can by making the best show I can. But guys, I need your help for that, and that would be great. Um, so guys, we're just going to end it. I mean, fantastic show, fantastic game. This is a fucking great week, great day. I can't wait till next week because we're going to whip. I mean, we're going to, we could put 70 on little brother and how, how sweet that will be. 
So guys, it is great. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.